What's going on? It's PHNX Cardinals. Bo Brock, Damian Anderson hanging out with you. And it's kind of fun. We're following DeAndre Hopkins live. He's uh, he's broadcasting live on his Instagram feed as he's driving around. We assume he's driving around the valley because it says on his temperature gauge that it's it's 117 degrees outside. My God. Uh, DA, I mean, it is the thick of the summer. Right now, we're about yeah. uh, a day away from the Arizona Cardinals reporting to training camp. That's tomorrow. And then we've got the vets reporting a couple days from now. And then the first training camp practice a week from today. It's exciting. Of course, this podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Damon, how you doing, my friend? I'm good, man. Not sure what day of the week it is, but I'm happy to be here and ready to do this thing, Bo. Yeah, we are going to talk about a guy who we just mentioned, DeAndre Hopkins, because the NFL released a statement yesterday clearing DeAndre Hopkins' name to an extent, but also keeping in place his six-game ban to open up the regular season. So the Arizona Cardinals still without wide receiver one as it goes right now. We'll talk about there is still time on the clock for that to potentially get reduced, maybe completely appealed and, and, and taken out of the taken away uh you know that's that's big time prayers for that if, if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan we'll get into that discussion but also get into more Madden ratings madness we see some disrespect on some more Arizona Cardinals names as far as those ratings go I know some people are tired of it I know people say it doesn't mean shit but it does mean there's there's a whole group of Cardinals fans that live and die by these Madden ratings the players some of them care about it very much, so we'll get into that conversation. And Larry Legend, Larry Fitzgerald, a little bit of a dagger to Arizona Cardinals fans' hearts. We'll get into that a little bit later on today's podcast. So let's get into this conversation about DeAndre Hopkins. The news dropped yesterday, Damien, and we'll bring this graphic up. DeAndre Hopkins with the quote tweet, just the ellipsis, dot, dot, dot. On May 2nd, 2022, this is a statement from the NFL, NFL Network reported that DeAndre Hopkins' suspension came after producing a positive test result for a prohibited substance plus a diuretic of a masking agent in an attempt to uh, substitute, dilute, uh, a specimen in attempt to manipulate a test result. This reporting is incorrect as Hopkins never tested positive for a diuretic or a masking agent and there was absolutely no evidence of any attempt to substitute, dilute, or adulterate any specimen of any attempt to manipulate a test pertinent to the 2022 policy. His discipline was consistent with the producing a positive test result for prohibited substance. All right, let me get my lawyer hat on here. Basically, it means that DeAndre Hopkins did test positive for a banned substance against the NFL's PED policy, but he did not test positive for a masking agent. He did not try to cover it up a la former Arizona Cardinals cornerback Patrick Peterson. That's why Peterson got hit with the six-game ban back in the day uh, in 2019. Hopkins, he got hit with the six-game ban because they, they kind of tweaked their uh, their suspension lengths, and he likely tested positive for an anabolic steroid, which is a is pretty much stock six-game suspension. Yeah, Bo, I mean, I think that you see from the NFL PA's position that per plan rules, per pass precedents, if you look at how the plan was used or or executed throughout the league in the past, the NFLPA is like, hey, there he didn't actually, as you mentioned, it wasn't a masking agent, it wasn't a diuretic, it was, you know, maybe performance enhancing. With that, maybe they're taking the position for a possible appeal, but to me, uh, a negative test is a negative test. You got to take that L and 
come back. I mean, don't get me wrong. Utilize all the resources available, right? Do that. Right. But I think that initially when we saw Hop withdraw his appeal, that, I mean, that told me everything. Actions speak you know, louder than words. So when he withdrew his appeal, Bo, I think we saw what his intent was. And the NFL PA is going to do their due diligence. They're going to respond to any you know claims made by the NFL or anyone who enforces these laws. And they're going to have their verbal, you know, legal nomenclature sent out there response you know, letting them know that they they're representing their players. I see Frank in the chat saying a PED is a PED. Sure. I see free D was it a uh, hizzle there in the chat as well from our guy, Noomsi low tone Capone. What's he saying in the chat? Let's get that up there. Just finished my workout. Hopefully you're not going to have any tainted tests, but you're not uh, going to get tested here. It doesn't matter. You're not playing in the NFL. Frank, he needs to heal his hamstring anyway. Yeah, he dealt with the hamstring issue last year. He had the knee issue. He got that cut into minor surgery on the knee. So we're interested to see what a 30-year-old DeAndre Hopkins looks like coming back. And if he misses six games, he should be refreshed. Um, you know, it is interesting. This was important for the NFL to clear up, though. I mean, you can't put out there. I don't care if it's one of your reporters. You've got to clear up that DeAndre Hopkins didn't try to manipulate or mask anything. That That's important because he looks even more guilty if that was the case. That was the case with P2 back in the day. That's not the case with DeAndre Hopkins. I'm interested to see, like, okay, this I mean, is really NFL- Are we at the point where you're quite – like, you're, it's a failed test. Are we, like, <laughs> going over the details of the failed test at this, this point? Is like, I mean, this is like making a murderer. Bro. This is like I mean, you're, 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 you're glad that it's, you know, the, the verbal tweet went out there or that yeah. it's been communicated. Right. So if anyone pulls up. I, my point to this is that I hope Hop throughout the year has way more production and stats where people don't even remember this shit happened. Sure, you know what I mean? sure. like he's that good. And I think it's almost like a blessing in disguise where he's going to have this time coming off that injury. It's almost like I mean, Adrian Peterson, when he came back off that ACL in, in, injury, I mean, that was one in a lifetime. I mean, he is a one in a lifetime player, but so is Hop. And I think given that time, he's going to have heal his body right, you know, learn some lessons, humble himself and go out there and appreciate the game and, and you know, sitting on ready, waiting on go and, and going to explode when he returns back to the lineup. And you don't think that the NFL screwing up, and I mean, at least the mouthpiece of the NFL, somebody that they employ, and I know that it's it's tough, at least for the public, the general public, to figure out you know the difference between the NFL and NFL Network, where one of the reporters is saying, "Hey, he tried to mask this," and it, and look, this the the stock suspension used to be four games on this. I, I mean, I'm not going, you know. I am kind of going making of a murderer, the Netflix documentary where you try to figure out, you know, if Stephen Avery was guilty of murder or not. But we still we do know that the corrupt the the cops were corrupt, corrupt as shit. Like if the NFL kind of the missteps, do they owe DeAndre Hopkins one and maybe reduce this thing a little bit? Well, I mean, I think that that's, as I said, utilizes resources. If the NFLPA, you know, it's like anything, any case going to the district attorney, right? Like they got to review it, make sure that they have all their circumstantial or or factual evidence. You know, it's facts and circumstances. You know, what are the circumstances and what can they prove in the court of law? And I think that they will go to every length to try and reduce the suspension. You know, if that's what DeAndre wants to do, because it appears that due to past precedents, past rulings, you know, to your point, Bo, I think what you're saying is that people in the past that have done this have gotten four games. Now it's mm-hmm. six. Yeah. You know, so I think that that's just what they're trying to, you know, as, as they say in the game, keep a spade a spade, right? Like do what you always done. And then, you know, we won't have an issue. 
Yeah, and it's I'm I'm sure D Hop is gonna trust you know his representation people to go out there and work on his behalf. The Players Association, I'm sure, is the one that's mainly doing this to make sure that if there is any any sliver of hope that he can reduce this thing, get back on the playing field any earlier, one game, two games, you know, peel the whole damn thing, they'll figure it out for him and he can just focus on reporting to camp, getting ready for the 2022 season because there are question marks beyond the suspension with DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, we talked about the Madden ratings. He was the highest rated player for the Arizona Cardinals, 96. You know, still a lot of respect for DeAndre Hopkins. You look at PFF as far as top red zone wide receivers, you know, when we think about this, if the Arizona Cardinals, if they can weather the storm for those six games without DeAndre Hopkins, they're going to get a very motivated player uh, back to play and catch passes from Kyler Murray and make big plays down the stretch, something that they've lacked so far, the la- at least the last two years, for sure, especially last year without him in the lineup. Yeah, well, I, I think if anyone just sees how D-Hop moves and how he communicates with the media and just who he is as a player, they see that he's a dog. They see that yeah. he's a, a guy that wants to be the best, knows that he's the best, and relishes in the moment of being one of the top receivers in the National Football League. Bo, he is going to be motivated. He is going to go out there and want to uh, establish himself as wide receiver number one. And then I don't know if the the Madden rating plays much into it, but just more about respect amongst the league. Like, don't don't you guys forget – who I am and right. I'm that dog and I'm going to go out there regardless if you know if I'm running a fade or not, you're not going to be able to stop me. And I think that <laughs> when you have that type of eliteness at a position and you're a player that's competitive, you just want to go out there and prove that every week. And he, he, he mosses people, you know, he's out yeah. there hopping people, you know, and his ability to just catch those crazy, you know, acrobatic type of athletic receptions that you just don't normally see. And I mean, he's, he's a unique player and the Cardinals need him. If they can weather that storm, which I think that they have the offensive personnel to do, and, and you know Kyler can mitigate that when healthy, you know I, there's a lot of ifs, but I think that the team is trending the right way, definitely with having Rodney Hudson back, and I think that they can do. I mean, well, like we talked about, if they go three and three or four and two. I mean, I think that that's a good place for the Cardinals at at week seven. I, I I completely agree. I think that they're playing with house money at that point, and they have a very good chance for the first time in a long time to get on a run a run on at the right time of the season. Low tone Capone, I like that hater enhancing drugs. Really, really like that comment here in the chat. Uh, what else we got from everybody joining us here on a on a Wednesday afternoon? As this we open it up like it was. Uh, we were, we were watching a, a car chase. We were following DeAndre Hopkins as he was driving in his truck live on Instagram. We got media and naysayers are saying Hop is washed, old, and going not going to be the same. He's going to show everyone who the hell he is, and he's back and make them remember. I, I am seeing like a, still a ton of respect for DeAndre Hopkins, but you know, obviously, people tend to forget when you're just not at the forefront and and you're not in the spotlight as much as we're used to seeing DeAndre Hopkins for you know the better part of his career. Guys like Cooper Cup have emerged. Jamar Chase has emerged. Lots of new faces. Justin Jefferson getting a lot of respect. Guy, you know, it's it, it kind of becomes easy for guys to fade off. And I think DeAndre Hopkins will use that as motivation to as soon as he's he's able to to emphatically say, "Hey, I haven't dropped off. I'm not going anywhere. I had the injuries. I had this little hiccup, this suspension. I'm ready to go again, and and I'll prove it to you." So, looking forward to that, Damon. I'm absolutely looking forward to that. Also, what I'm looking forward to, even though it's the slowest day of the sports year, the day after the MLB off All-Star game, there's not much action on the DK Sportsbook 
app, but uh, you can find it. You if you search hard enough, you can find it, and you can uh, you can kind of find something to make your Wednesday night a little bit more interesting. Make sure you're using the promo code PHNX. Makes your first deposit get that risk free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's the promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Get the minimum age and eligibility restrictions applying. See our show notes for details here on the YouTube. Of course, if you're listening to on the podcast, you can find them there as well. We've got a live show coming up a week from today. We're going to be live out at Four Peaks on 8th Street in Tempe. It's a great place to be. Great food, great beverages. You must be 21 or older to enjoy. Enjoy responsibly. We've got all of our shows live from Four Peaks Brewing Company all day, July 27th, out there at 1304 8th Street in Tempe. That means phnx coyotes you've got phnx bets phnx suns phnx sun devils and phnx d-backs along with us at phnx cardinals we continue on johnny venerable will be back in the fold tomorrow for an audio only version of this podcast and of course we'll be uh hanging out on friday afternoon talking some more cardinals football uh but i wanted to get into the more madden rating uh debate I saw a couple more position groups that were dropped the last couple of days. We had the linebackers, the pass rushers, the DNs that dropped. And, and I think Marcus Golden kind of got disrespected with his rating. I saw the junkyard dog checking in about 78. Um, we also had some respect put on Isaiah Simmons name. He had the highest speed rating of any, uh, of any linebacker at 93, Damien. I mean, it's just, that's absurd to think of that much speed at a linebacker position. No, I mean, we know what Simmons can do, but it's translating that speed to making plays in, in the league. And I mean, for the most part, he's tra- he's been transitioning well, but as we talk about, he's got to have those signature moves, Bo. And regarding Marcus Gold, he, he's near and dear to my heart. I, I was close to him when I was with, you know, with the, uh, the Cardinals organization. He, as you said, junkyard dog, keep disrespecting him, and he's going to continue to produce. I mean, that's just all he's been able to do. And you look at James Conner, too, just 81. I mean, yeah. to me, it's like it, it him. I, I group him and Marcus together, right? Like they may not have the measurables, they may not run the fastest or jump the highest. However, at the end of the year, where are they going to be production wise? Where are they going to be? Right. And Marcus Golden has showed you that he's going to be in top double digit sacks. That's what you want at, from a pre- premier edge rusher. And James Conner is a Pro Bowler. So w- what does that mean? He's one of the best elite at his position. So to me, it's. That's okay where it is now, but keep put, keep disrespecting, and they're going to continue to show them. And I think Simmons can only get better. Hope once he gets to ninety three across, then we're talking. But all respect to him, you know, great young player. Look forward to watching him. But when all those categories are ninety three, and that's probably for a player of his caliber, that's like he, hey, that's low. But when all those things attributes are ninety three, then that's when the Cardinals are. You know, at the end of the year, if that's where he's at, Bo, then hey, yeah. everybody's winning. Yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned James Conner. He was an 81, and I think he finished the season. Uh, somebody jumped in. Yeah, he was he was around 83. The, the strength, that's the, that's the thing that kind of was discouraging to me. We joked about our guy Greg Dortch the other day, had some fun with it. I encourage you to check us out on Instagram. We got that in the stories, phnx underscore sports. But, you know, Lee, if you pull up the running back ratings here, Bruce Lee with this here, James Conner, 81, 88 speed, which is is a nice compliment to to Conner. That's that's decent for Madden. But then you've got the the 81 strength, which is like the 12th strongest running back 
in the NFL. And that, our guy's way stronger than that. I mean, this was somebody that bounced off an Aaron Donald tackle attempt and uh, ended up walking into the end zone. Like, he, he is a strong, strong man. He works out with Aaron Donald, his former Pitt teammate. Let's give him a little bit more respect as far as the strength area. Uh, you know, you've got Kerry. He's good there. He doesn't put the ball on the turf. Neither is Daryl Williams. He doesn't get much respect at 74. His speed's probably a little bit better in 87. But, you know, Benjamin, 69, probably deserves a little bit more than that. Um, but And then Keontae Ingram. I mean, this is a guy, Damien, that you saw up close yeah. during the draft process, 65. What do we think about the, the rookies' ratings out of the gates? I mean, they're just going to show them, and based on the the, the entire draft uh, process, though, they're just not respecting the Arizona Cardinals running backs. I mean, just right. from what they've done, you got a pro bowler to a guy that's proven in the National Football League, and you got uh, Patrick Mahomes giving him accolades, talking about like, hey, this this guy can play at a high level. You need him on your football team. And Keontae, as I said, some, these majority of the guys on this list, without us being close in the Valley and seeing Eno produce every week, Unless they're averaging, you know, near five yards per carry, having those explosion plays like we see from players like Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey, even guys like Nick Chubb. You know, one thing like you see from from James Conner, yeah, he'll have a, a splash play, but it'll be on like third down where he catches a third down pass for maybe like 25 yards. Or mm-hmm. he'll have a multitude of touchdowns, but they may be just for three to seven yards. You know, in a lot of conversion, uh, he's he's great in the short, short yardage game. And people don't take that into account. They just see him like, damn, he made it to the Pro Bowl. Right. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, so he must be doing something at a high level. And I think it's a compliment to his skill set as a system that they run. You know, having a spread, there's multiple lanes. And I just think that James is going to continue to show them by producing at a high level. And the running back with, with Keontae, he, he just got to get on the field and make the team. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I understand as a rookie throwing him down there, but I think that all the running backs right now are probably slotted five to seven points too low. Really? Yeah. Really no, I completely agree. And I think as far as Ingram concer- is concerned and people say, you know, don't, don't worry yourself with your Madden rate and just worry about, you know, getting your reps in practice and, and making a splash. Making the team, man. Yeah, making, making the, the damn team. team. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. James Conner, he can prove a lot of people wrong. Let's continue to look at some of these because I saw some more disrespect when we look at the safety group. Uh, Buda Baker getting some respect, 92 overall, 91 speed. Uh, we know that's got to be a few ticks below DK Metcalf, unfortunately, because of the infamous uh, chase down. But, you know, right. Buda looking good out there. Jalen Thompson at 79. This is the one that bugged me the most because I think Jalen Thompson deserves more respect than this. And I think he just kind of flies under the radar because Buda is a little bit bigger name and his in his position group. You look at the Arizona Cardinals defense as a whole, there's some big names on there, and he kind of gets lost in the shuffle. But, man, he had an incredible year last year as far as total tackles. He had, uh, you know, a, a couple picks. He And I thought he set the tone with uh, some big, big kind of mind-numbing hits. And I see his uh, his strength down there at 60. That's a little disrespectful to Jalen Thompson. I, I think that, you know, as far as Thompson goes, he's got he's got a bone to pick with Madden. Yeah, and how do you do that, Bo? You go out there and play the game at a high level and get interceptions, make <laughs> tackles, have those bone-chilling plays like you talked about. But one thing in the, in the National Football League, you don't get – usually respect until a year after you're supposed to and you hold on you hang around probably a year after you're supposed to too so it, it'll it'll come the cardinals just have to continue to show up bo you know what i mean they got to yeah. show up in the postseason and not just be an early season you know wower right where they come out yeah. of the gates and they're like you know 
passing the ball up and down the field. But anytime they hit any adversity, maybe injuries or inclement weather, you know, they they kind of they, they retreat. Right. They don't yeah. aren't as effective and as efficient as we've seen them in the past. So I just think that they have to be consistent. And Josh Hunt had a great point. because I think this goes along with what we're talking about a little bit earlier in the chat. Bone, he said that Arizona doesn't get the respect for its sports teams as other places. You know, and I absolutely agree with that. And I think it's primarily because of the because of the tradition. Right. Like if you look at New York, you look at Chicago. I don't know why people, you know, fall in love with L.A., but it's, you know, it's L.A. Right. I mean, it's right. just, it's what it is. But Dallas, too. And it's about, you know, marketing dollars and fan base. And Arizona Cardinals didn't come to, you know, it just feels like Phoenix was just developed like 50 years ago. Right. Like right. where all these other states had, you know, programs since like 1902. Right. And. I think from that standpoint, that's why the Cardinals aren't respecting. Because if you look back, right, there's guys here and there that have made their mark in the National Football League, in the NBA, in the uh, NHL, right, in the MLB. You know, the, the, the Diamondbacks won a World Series. And the Cardinals, you know, got to a Super Bowl. But, you know, there's players along that line that will be Hall of Famers. And I know we're going to talk about Larry late, later, but I think it's until one of them wins that big game, Bo, people are going to continue to disrespect the Arizona Cardinals. Right. Right. It's not about marketing dollars. They're going to be on primetime games. They're going to be on, you know, uh, I forget, uh, hard knocks. Right. Mm -hmm. They're going to have they're going to be seen. But until they win that, they continue have to continue to be consistent and not have any season of lulls. But they got to win the big game, too. Right. And and you and I, like many people in this area, are transplants. Right. We we came from from different areas. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area. You grew up in Illinois. And those are both areas that have very passionate football fan bases. Me, Washington. Yeah. Traditions. Right. They've been there. Uh, You know, Washington, obviously going over a a facelift with what their traditions were and what they are now. But there are some diehards there. There's some diehards. There's diehards here. But there are a lot of people who come to town that are holding on to the towns that they left. And and they're not letting go of their favorite football teams. I wish they would and embrace this town now because they chose the desert for a reason. They fell in love with this area and he embraced the hometown team because I I think that community is so important for, for a fan base. But you're exactly right. The thing I'm concerned about, or the thing that kind of irks me about these matting ratings, and it's like very, very small problem, but I think as far as like Jalen Thompson go, Marcus Golden go, like you know you're going to get a good rating for J.J. Watt. You know you're going to get a good rating for Kyler Murray. The guys who have like the high Q ratings, the guys that are the faces of these franchises. Right, but yeah. when, when somebody goes and they choose to play with the Arizona Cardinals because they want to play with Kyler Murray, you're not representing the rest of the team correctly. Like as far as Jalen Thompson, give him a little respect. Watch a little game, game Phil. Look at a, at some box scores. Look at his season statistics, and, and give him a get him a little bit closer to where he deserves to be. I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, it's not the biggest knock, but there is a sect of fans that their knowledge for most of the NFL is based on playing that video game. And the Arizona Cardinals, I think, are misrepresented so, so, with a few so, of their key players. Let me ask you this. So do, do you feel as though that – I'm getting the feeling that you feel as though that someone didn't properly evaluate. Yeah. We've all seen We've all seen the you know the video or the series special, whatever, on the mat, matting ratings and the guy traveling around, right? Like, right. So you, you're basically putting it out there. Like, mm-hmm. hey, at Madden, someone didn't evaluate. I, I want to audit. You're saying yeah. you're going to audit of and the player emails. I bet that guy's yeah. that guy's job is tough. Like it sounds like it's a it's an alluring job. Like it sounds like a great job, but he probably he eats shit more than anything this time of year. 
because right. he got nobody's talking about what he got everybody's right. Everybody's adding him right now. Everybody's <laughs> adding him right now. Sure. I mean, this, that guy probably takes his vacation this time of year, right? He's like, okay, my job is done. I'm getting the hell out of Dodge because I don't want to take. I, I can't take this. I can't take another season of disgruntled fans getting after which players' ratings I got wrong. Right. No, I mean. I don't know. He, I, hopefully he's taken care of, right? You know what I mean? The, his job <laughs> may sure suck at, at times, but I mean, I think that we here on PHNX Cardinals are saying you got to audit the players again, man. Put yeah, some respect man. on their names. And then don't, you know as well as I do, but like it matters, but it doesn't. But I hope when they continue <laughs> to go out there and represent the team well, that they, they upgrade these stats, man. They upgrade these ratings for sure. D to the is a the Madden's rating guy is a dipshit. I like that. <laughs> it's everybody. The, the chat is on fire today. I appreciate everybody tuning in here. PHNX Cardinals. It's uh, yeah. I mean, we we had one more position group we didn't look at. It was at the pass rushers. I mentioned Marcus Golden on there. We got some guys. JJ Watt. Let's see, total eighty-seven. This is kind of their important stats. Isaiah Simmons somehow throwing powers on there, and and that's my fault. But. uh it doesn't matter. I I don't think we're upset that Isaiah Simmons has a 12th throwing power, but you look at like their pass rush grades there. That's what's important. Marcus Golden, 78 overall. Devon Carnard, 74. Somebody that doesn't get talked about uh, that often that Johnny Venerable, uh, our co-host, believes is going to play a big role as far as the pass rush goes going forward. And then Zayvon Collins, 73. You want to see that go up. He's got the best throwing power because he was a high school quarterback. <laughs> At least the ratings guy, got, he, somehow he knew that little nugget. He got that that right for uh, Zayvon Collins. But uh, they're going to have more ratings drop tomorrow. And then I think the quarterbacks are on the 23rd, which is, uh, what is that, Saturday? Friday or Saturday? So, I mean, I, ho- hopefully they put some respect on Kyler's name. So. <laughs> I, think, I think they will this time. I, I do. They, Does it I fall like- in top 10, though? Top 10 as far – I mean, he's still got – he might not have the highest ratings, but he's still got that Michael Vick factor, what you can do right. with his legs where you, yeah. if you use him, it's it's like a cheat code. Let's see, so what, Josh. What, so where they, So what's the over-under? Where do they throw him off? Where do they, they throw him off at? I think they give Kyler Murray – I think he's an 88. Ooh. So what's, it, so, what, so what's the best in the game? What's the what's – the I mean, they've got – as far as quarterbacks go, yeah. What's Patrick Mahomes? What, what yeah, he's got. I think last year he was part of the '99 club, and he, he, oh he yeah, well, have, yeah, okay. He might have slipped up. Might be like a '98. No, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, I, I agree with that. You think what, Kyler what? deserves '90? I say '89. I give yeah. him '89. When, when healthy, I give. I'd say '92. But we haven't right. seen that consistently over the years. But just with the question mark, I'd say '89, '90. I mean '89. 89, I'm, I'm comfortable with that because he got room to show people that oh, yeah. he's that real deal. Like, no one wants to be given anything, but, you know. I like think I, but is, is there that much 10% difference between, you know, P. Mahomes and, and Kyler? Mm-mm. Some would say – you don't think so, Bo? Some would say – I mean, obviously, yeah. Like, that's a, hu- that's a huge – like, one is, like, elite. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one is, like, that guy, and the next one is, like, yeah, you, you're good. You're, you're going to be great. You know what I mean? But one is, like, elite, best in the game. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, that level. you you would feel more comfortable, obviously, with somebody the stature, the size, uh, physically, like like Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, he's a little bit more imposing than Kyler Murray. But you know, as far as the ability to make most of the throws, uh, you know, maybe 
maybe the leadership qualities is something you you like right out of the gates from Mahomes that is Kyler that has to work on. Is that, is that a factor, man? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that yeah, I don't know if leadership is on there. They got, they're going to update it, Bo. They're going right. to update it to leadership on there. <laughs> but no, I mean, I see. I I just think like if, if you're if you're building a team on Madden, uh, it's not going to be that big of a difference. But if you're building a team in reality. Yeah, it's it's there's 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 a difference. I see what you're talking about for sure. Yeah, and I mean, winning cures all evils, right? All ills, mm-hmm. whatever. However, the saying goes, and the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray and Co. got to go out there and win football games. I mean, like I, I'm just feeling, you know, things are about trends. I mean, there's been some good news. NFLPA puts out a statement on D Hop's, uh, you know, uh, behalf. Does that mean that they're going to go after? You know, you know, a reduction is his suspension. Rodney Hudson's coming back. I mean, Madden, it's just like you said, the dull time of the year, Bo. We got to talk about something. Right. But to me, that it's trending in the right direction. You know what I mean? You get Hollywood, just a lot of good things. Hopefully that contract gets done before camp, before Veterans Report. When is that, next Thursday, Bo? Uh, they, they report on Tuesday. First oh, Tuesday. practice is a week from today. Okay. Uh, I mean, okay. you talk about that. I mean, you could really get on a heater here as far as between now and the start of the regular season. You've already got the Rodney Hudson news, right? Yeah. And then you've got the potential of a Kyler Murray contract coming. We talked about DeAndre Hopkins. If, if he gets any any wiggle room with that suspension, you call that a W. You already call the statement a W because, you know, it clears DeAndre Hopkins' name a little bit. But, you know, if, if, what a difference a month makes. Like, where we were last month when we're all down in the dumps, we think that Rodney Hudson's going to retire and you're trying to figure out if the Kyler Murray contract is legitimately going to happen. So, you know, they, they got to ride this wave. We got uh, Jalen Blair, Darren Urban from the cards said on a pod yesterday, what pod? The only one that matters is this one that QBs are supposed to report tomorrow with the rookies. You think K1 shows up tomorrow with a new deal without a new deal? I, I just don't I don't think it matters. I said I said this a couple of days ago. I think it's 50 50. They get this thing done before training camp, but a, pretty close to 100 percent that they get it done before regular season. I, I mean, if he's got to be there tomorrow, I'm sure he'll be there tomorrow. I mean, if he ha- if he doesn't have a deal, I'm not sure that he's going to show up. I know that it's our job to talk about it, but if no one makes it a big deal, it's not to your point, Bo. It's not going to be a big deal. Like, I'm not, not sure that it matters. Um, and I think Brother Noomsi in the chat just said that, you know, Kyler's for real got to work on, you know, his leadership quality. And to me, what I've seen, you know, people are talking about body language, whatever. Like, how are you supposed to act when you're passionate about your job and you're playing at a high level? I mean, we've seen emotion from the best. We've seen emotion constantly from Tom Brady. We've seen emotion from Aaron Rodgers. Right. And why can't Kyler Murray roll his eyes or get pissed off? Like if, if he's going out there and playing at a high level. Like, I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't necessarily always, you know, gravitate towards that argument. It's about leadership, because I believe if you're prepared, you're doing your job at a high level. You may not be liked by everyone, but as long right. as you're doing your job at a high level, then what can you say? You know, like, oh, he yeah. rolled his eyes. You know what I mean? He, he rolled his eyes. Like there's some times where, you know, people are just shit. They're frustrated. Right. It's not mm-hmm. going right. It just is what it is. You're doing everything that you can. And to not show emotion to me, that's just not being human. And mm-hmm. he should be given the same, you know, uh, I'd say respect, right? Grace that everyone else gets in the game. 
I don't think anybody should ever question, you know, competitiveness when it comes to Kyler Murray. He's, he, I think he's one of the ultimate competitors, and it, it eats him up when the, this team doesn't succeed. It's something he probably didn't have to deal with. You know, one of the winningest quarterbacks in Texas high school history, and then he had a ton of success at the college level, winning a Heisman, going to college football semifinal for Oklahoma, and then coming into an organization in the state that the Cardinals were was something that I'm sure Kyler Murray was – you probably prepared himself, but you can't prepare yourself for the, you know, the roster that he took a hold of and uh, where they are now, you know, true testament to, to Kyler Murray and his skill set, and still has room to improve. Absolutely. None of us are saying, you know, he's a perfect quarterback. We see who the elite signal callers are in this league. And we mentioned a couple of them. Damien did, you know, the Mahomes of this world, the, the Brady's of this world. Uh, the thing I'll say to get back to the Mahomes thing is the, the public view Kyler Murray is that type of skill set, like the guy who can take his game to that level. That's yeah. why he's in the MVP conversation, because he can put it together with his arm, with his legs, and he can put up those eye-popping numbers. Hasn't done well, it yet. See some of that chat, though. That, that chat's on fire. You got you to gotta check the chat out. Let, let's jump in there. Let's yeah. see a couple of these highlights here from uh, Josh Hunt, Jalen Blair, Noomsey. What do we got here, Leah? Put a couple up on the screen. Uh, Tom Brady gets angry, yells at players. Absolutely does. He gets he gets uh, in people's face, MF some, sometimes, rarely pouts unless he's trying to get a flag thrown on somebody, sure. Uh, Jalen Blair, he likes the emotion. Some players don't give a damn if the teams win or lose as long as they check the check clears on Monday. K1 at least cares. That is true. Josh Hunt saying, you can never make anyone happy with body language. you got to be more animated and got to be more composed. It'll always flip-flop. And also Noom CKM decided not to go back in that playoff game, never tap out on your team. Uh, that that's that's a that's reported. Yeah, Kyler needs to yeah. take a page out of Burrow's book and elevate, pick his team up when they are down. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, and with people, Bo, you're never going to have the perfect answer, right? Like everybody yeah. has influence or you know factors, experience. You know what I mean? conditioning right from their from their life and how they were taught so i mean i just think he's a great talent i mean he's won at every level right mm-hmm. the toughest high school football one in texas won a heisman trophy you know had no problems then no one you know there was no talks about i think that people do their they're going to vet the situation right there's mm-hmm. the cardinals vetted to see what they were picking at number one with kyler murray because he gets frustrated because he demands the best from his teammates because he rolls his eyes and i mean he's probably you know he's 22 years old, 23 years old, that's going to happen. And I think the maturity will come with the growth of him playing this position and realize that he can't be, you know, necessarily Barry Sanders all the time. You know, he's got, you know, get smart and be more decisive in the pocket, pocket, whether he's not Mm -hmm. trying to extend it, Bo, and trying to throw the pass instead of run for the first down. So I think that you'll see that natural gravitation and him maybe uplifting players too. And, you know, I think that that's only going to make the Arizona Cardinals better. You know what I mean? I do believe in the glass half full type of philosophy. And I think if he does that, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know, with yep. some help, right? With, with Absolutely. Help. And what Matthew Burgess is talking about, the Hollywood Brown addition to this roster, him and Murray are going to surprise. That's what Burgess said in the chat. If you're, if you're down on anything, well, get your spirits up. You can easily do that with OGs. OGs brands launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, pina colada. It's un. Real. It's the perfect pineapple and creamy coconut blend. 
if you don't like, uh, you know, the pina colada flavor, you can check out Orange Creamsicle. They've got a full, just huge library of flavors that you can check out, ogsbrands.com. That's the easiest place you can find them. You can also find them on Instagram, at OG's Brands. That's at OG's Brands. You can find all their products in your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to purchase. I also want to tell you to keep in mind that the COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for the booster. It's the best way to combat COVID-19 virus right now. Visit azhealth.gov slash findvaccine to find a location near you, PHNX Cardinals beats on. And uh, I saw this video, Larry Fitzgerald back in his native Minnesota for a charity golf tournament. Guy loves to hit the links. And he talked to some local media there. And a little bit of da- kind of a dagger to Cardinals fans. Just listen to what he had to say to this, this local reporter. Are you done? Like, have you signed the papers? Or if the phone rings today, do you answer? No, I don't answer the phone when it rings. You know, I'm... I'm uh... I'm move, moving on different directions, and it's great, um, you know, to be able to explore what all life has to offer, and to be able to come and do things like this, and, and uh, you know, be able to put together great minds and great personalities to raise raise awareness. That's what it's all about. Can you be a Vikings fan now? Then I've always been a Vikings fan. I grew up, born and raised here, uh, I bled purple my entire life. The only time I didn't pull for him when I was playing against him. Besides that, I always loved the Vikes. Whoo! I've bled purple and gold. I'm, he said the only team that I didn't, time that I didn't root for him was when I was playing against him. So he, he covered all bases. He, I mean, think about it. The Minnesota Vikings gave that dude an opportunity to be next to Chris Carter. I mean, if it wasn't for that experience, he wouldn't be Larry Fitzgerald. So I don't think that he did anything, I don't know, to alert fans out there. I think that he just showed that he's a Minnesotan, but he mm-hmm. – you know, Hey, he threw it out there, Bo. You got to read between the lines, right? Facts and circumstances that when we played y'all, it was on. But otherwise, right. I'm a Viking fan. I think it's more so old school Viking fan than new school Viking fan. But I don't, look, I don't know. He He's gets a whole pass. Debate. He gets a hall pass from me. I, I like it. I, I I think you know he knows his audience in this situation. He's talked to the to He's in Minnesota. Yeah, he's he's, he's there. You know what the biggest the my, my biggest thing about this video is he he will not say the word retired. He says he will not admit that he's a retired from from the NFL. Did he not say that the papers were signed? He's not he's not going to answer the phone. I think that that's what he said. Like he, he said, said he's, I'm not answering the phone. He didn't answer the thing about the about the papers. He said that he's on okay. the new things, but he like he alludes to it. Like it, we, it's all like I'm retired. He's saying I'm retired, but he won't say, "Hey, I'm retired." Well, well, I, I guess, he, I guess he's like, what what's understood doesn't need to be said. That's what he, that that's what he's doing. He's saying what's understood, hey, doesn't need to be said. And by the fact of him not answering the phone, no actions are in the in in the form of, hey, I'm going to go out here and, and join a team, right? I think that it was a the perfect opportunity last year if he weren't going to play for the Arizona Cardinals to join Tom Brady when Antonio Brown, you know, left the football field. I thought it was just a great opportunity for you know, Fitz, if he was going to try and get that ring and to not see that happen, I just felt, you know, just knowing him pretty well and, and not to say that I would know the fact that he would make a decision on where he played, but, but just knowing if that to play with Tom Brady, we've seen other players, right? Just pick up everything like, yep, sure. I'm, I'm going to get up from my basement and go out here and make this happen because it's Tom right. Brady. And you never know. It, it's hard as hell to get this ring, but it's Tom Brady. And once he didn't do that, I knew that he, he was good. He was good. I like it from CWP, Charles Woodall Pike saying, tell me you're retired by not saying you're retired. That's exactly what Fitz basically did there with that reporter in Minnesota. But, uh, 
Yeah, he's for some reason. I think Frank Sanders told me that after if you don't play for two years, the NFL will retire you for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you asking a person to like you got to read and all the you asking a lot. Yeah. I don't remember, but I'm sure it's <laughs> something to that extent. But I thought that you had to file some type of paperwork, or nowadays probably send an email, or you know what I mean, some type of I'd say notification, some type of communication. But but when is it for after like? What is it? Five years? The Hall of Fame? Hall of Fame? Yeah. Let's get that clock started. So does he not retire and still is he still eligible for the Hall of Fame? I mean, I don't. How does that work? Yeah, I think it, it, it probably comes into play. Obviously, they'll go and they'll have their committee meeting, and, and somebody like Kent Summers, who's covered the team forever, will go right. speak on behalf of Larry Fitzgerald during the the Super Bowl week and, and say this guy needs to be a Hall of Famer, and he needs to be. He's going to be a rubber stamp first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. They just got to figure out when he's eligible. So I don't know the answer to that, I and mean, I don't know if this slow is slowing down the process. I don't know if it's something that that's right. something Fitz is doing strategically. And he, and he wants to go in at a certain time, and he's like, "Hey, if I wait, maybe maybe I can get it in twenty twenty seven or twenty twenty eight, twenty twenty nine instead of twenty twenty six. I have no idea. No, I mean, I think that he's winning in every aspect of his life. He's ate well, you know what I mean. Over the years, had some great experiences, and right now, like that's probably not even, as he said, that that's not even a, a priority uh, to him. You know, when you're playing the game, life is so regimented. And so to, to play at that level, right? Like I can only imagine, you know, where he took it to. So when you don't have that, you could just go out there and it's almost like you're Larry probably entering society right now. is probably like 20, you know, 24, five, six years old. Right. Because he yeah. just had just this different schedule routine, you know, like you've always had, you know, off season training camp, mini camp, and a guy like him is always training. And we would see videos of, you know, him and, Lake Minnetonka, or I don't know what the lake was, mm-hmm. but have, you know, with other receivers and stuff like that. But I just think for Larry, he's just disconnected from that part, and he's just having fun with life and just yeah. enjoying the time. Wouldn't he bring young receivers or just his his yeah. teammates back to Minnesota just mostly to get out of the heat? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah mostly Work just out. receivers. Yeah, and I tried to transition to receiver. No, I was going out. <laughs> you hit him up. Hey, he wasn't taking <laughs> that phone call. I'm trying to get more passes out of the backfield, Larry. So I'm uh, coming down. But no, um, but yeah, I, he started that obviously later on. But just it was just that type of leadership. And when you when you're playing the game at, at that high level. Well, you got to be immersed all in, right? Everything that you do, every movement that you make. And Larry found time and ways to bring his teammates into his offseason, right? Where most people to just to be better, right? I think it benefited all if you feel like it's family and you feel like you're connected. So I, yeah. I agree with with Chris in the chat. I agree with UDA. Chris saying that whatever he's doing, it's intentional. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, this is a very calculated cat in, in Larry Fitzgerald, and he transcends the football field. Like when he makes his speech uh, for his, his in, inevitable enshrinement, it's probably going to be one of the more more beautiful speeches we've heard. Like this is a guy who's uh, eulogized a senator in John McCain when he passed away. It was Larry, Larry Fitzgerald was there. At the uh, at McCain's funeral, eulogizing him like he's 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 spoke on behalf of senators and and uh, other things than just football. It's going to be really really uh, incredible moment for this organization, Larry Fitzgerald, and this fan base when he gets to be celebrated. And you know, I, I'm one of the guys that says he's earned the right to walk away however he wants to walk away. People want it like that. Uh, they wanted the podium. They wanted the farewell tour. He didn't. And he deserves the right to, to go out how he wants to go out. 
And Bo, and I'm going to throw this back at you real quick. I mean, Larry's old school, man. He's pre-social media, right? So he, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. We've seen a lot of grandmas and grandpas out on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and TikTok and everything else, right? Posting and going viral. And But Larry didn't grow up in that era. And he's probably more, you know, old school. He's seen guys like, you know, Chris Carter, the Vikings, and how they, you know, navigated the life, right? So I think that Barry's just, I mean, Larry, I think that, does he owe fans the respect to, to retire? I think that the fans would like to give him that respect in what he was able to do for, you know, an Arizona Cardinal fan. I think that he was the one thing. And, and that's what I was going to say. He was an influencer before social media. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, if you think about it, as you mentioned, being connected with, you know, being having national brand support and being connected to John McCain and everything that he's seen and been through and uh, throughout his life. So to have a guy that, be an influencer before there were influencers says a lot about who he is as a player and a person. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's going to be tons of opportunities to celebrate Larry Fitzgerald's career. I mean, he's probably going to get a statue somewhere in the Valley. If not one, he's going to get multiple. He's going to get his, he's going to get enshrined in the ring of honor. No doubt about that. Uh, You know, and then of course he's going to have his moment in Canton pro football hall of fame before you know it. A guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who we talked about earlier. If you missed that conversation, you're just joining us now. You can check us back out uh, on this YouTube video or, of course, wherever you find podcasts. Big, uh, great discussion about DeAndre Hopkins, how his name was cleared, but he hasn't been cleared for a six-game suspension. Still going to serve that as it stands right now. And some some Madden-rating conversation as well. We encourage you to check us out. Hit us up on social media, PHNX underscore Cardinals, at Damian Anderson and at B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Easiest way to find me on the bird Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We're audio only Thursday, back live on Friday. We'll talk to you then. In the meantime, hit us up, leave us a review, five-star rating where you find your podcast. See you.